0: Thanks a lot for checking out the Church on the Rock message this week. We would love to help you get closer to God. The best way to do that is to visit cotr.org connect. Or if you are not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you.
1: Good evening, everybody. Here we are Wednesday night. I love Wednesday night, Church on the Rock. And you can tell I'm not here, right? I'm in California. We're in California for a few days again, going to different churches, picking brains, getting advice, finding out how to be a better pastor for you, things that we're doing, new ministries. So we're going to get counsel and wisdom and insight from people who've done it. So I can come back, we can come back and be a better pastor for you. But I wanted to share with you, I wanted to follow up with last Wednesday night, you know, on patience patience you know, is essential to having God's best. If you were with me last Wednesday night, that's what we talked about, the importance of patience. How that if I want God's best, I have to know how to develop patience. And I gave you several ways last Wednesday night, really just foundational, simple, but revelation on how to build patience in our life. So I wanted to pick up on this Wednesday night, part two, on the consequences of impatience. The consequences of impatience. They have consequence. So we're going to look at it tonight. Are you ready to go with me? Got some take notes and ready to follow along? All right, here we go. So 1 Samuel chapter 10, Old Testament. We're going to go there. This is King Saul, okay, and Samuel the prophet. All right, so let's look at First Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. And again, we're talking about Impatience has consequences. If patience is essential for God's best, then doesn't it make sense that impatience will rob me of God's best? And I always take second best if I'm impatient. So I want to help you tonight, again, how to run your race, finish strong, obtain everything God has for you, the things that you're believing for. I don't want you to quit. I don't want you to give up. I don't want you to give in. I want you to stand strong, hold your course until you receive everything that God has promised to you. I'm still waiting after 40 years here at Church on the Rock. I'm still waiting for things that I've been believing for yet to come. And I'm not giving up. I'm not stopping. I'm not a normal pastor. This is not a normal church, okay? And you are not a normal people congregation. So here we go, 1 Samuel 10, verse 6. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. Now, this is Samuel the prophet talking to Saul the king. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them, and look at this, and you'll be turned into another man. You know, something that we can learn from that is that when the Holy Spirit comes in us and comes upon us, doesn't he change us into another person? Daily, the Bible says we go from glory to glory, from one level to the next level, by the Word and by the Holy Spirit. And here the prophet Samuel tells King Saul, when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you start prophesying, you'll be turned into another person. I like that. And let it be, when these signs are come to thee, that thou do as occasion serve thee, for God is with Thee, don't you love that God is with thee? And you shall go down before me to Gilgal, and behold, I will come down unto thee to offer burnt offerings, and to sacrifice sacrifices of peace offerings. Now watch this, don't miss this. Seven days you will tarry, you tarry till I come. Seven days, Samuel's saying, I'm coming down there, I'm gonna offer the burnt offerings, these peace offerings. I'm going to do that in seven days, and you tarry, you wait until I come. You wait until I come, and I'll show you what to do. Then we go to chapter 13, verse 8. So notice he was given instruction. You go there, Gilgal, you wait for seven days until I come, and I'll show you what to do, okay? And he tarried seven days. This is Saul according to the set time that Samuel had appointed but Samuel came not to Gilgal and the people were scattered from him verse 9 and Saul said he didn't want to wait here we see impatience impatience is disobedience wow impatience is disobedience so then patience is obedience now we can see real clearly how when I'm patient I'm walking in obedience, I'll have God's best. When I'm impatient, tired of waiting, try to hack my way through, take shortcuts, I'll never get God's best. Disobedience never brings God's best. So notice, and Saul said, bring hither a burnt offering to me and peace offerings. So Saul offered the burnt offering, verse 10. And it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end of the offering, the burnt offering, behold, here comes Samuel. And Saul went out to meet him that he might salute him. Verse 11, watch the story. And Samuel said, what in tarnation? I mean, that's Blunt's blunt translation. What have you done? What are you doing? And Saul said, because I saw that the people were scattered from me and that thou camest not when the days appointed, that the Philistines gathered themselves together at Mikosh. Look at verse 12. Therefore said I, the Philistines will come down upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplication to the Lord. I forced myself. Don't miss that phrase. I made myself. I forced myself. He was moved by his circumstances. What did he do? He didn't obey Samuel the prophet. He didn't wait the seven days and until Samuel came. He waited seven days, got tired of waiting, and took upon himself to make it happen. And notice he said, I had to force myself. In other words, he knew what he was doing was wrong. He was out of step. He was out of sync. He was getting ahead of God. Question, have you ever got ahead of God? I have. Have you ever got tired of waiting? I have. Have you ever thought, wow, it's taking so long, I'm going to help God out? I have. So notice that Saul got ahead of God got out of tune, got out of step, got out of God's perfect will. I forced myself, therefore, and I offered a burnt offering. Now, only the priest was to offer the burnt offering of peace, okay? Only the priest or the prophet. And Samuel said to Saul, you have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God. You disobeyed. Impatience is disobedience. You've kept not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded thee, for now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel for ever. Verse fourteen. But now your kingdom will not continue. Consequences of impatience, right here is one, he lost the kingdom. Oh my goodness. A consequence of getting ahead of God, of being impatient, taking it to my own hands, trying to help God out which I've done you've done we've all done notice there's consequences to that he lost his kingdom you sought him a man after his own heart and the Lord has commanded him to be captain over his people because you have not kept which the Lord commanded thee so what now Samuel's going to go anoint David to be future king and Samuel arose and he got up from Gilgal And Saul numbered the people that were present with him about 600 men. So Saul disobeyed God and got impatient. He heard what the prophet said. He disobeyed God's commandment, disobeyed God's word, disobeyed what the man of God told him, took it into his own hands, got impatient. Wow. You know, God's timing is never our timing, right? I have to trust his timing over my timing. And I don't want to get impatient. I've done that. Got ahead of God, tried to make it happen, tried to make it work, and it never came out right. His consequences of his impatience, let's look at them. Number one, he lost his kingdom. There's always consequences to what we do, good or bad. It's called sowing and reaping. Number two, jealousy of David, and he tried to kill him. Remember King Saul got jealous of David and he tried to kill David? Number three, consequences of impatience. Confusion sets in and he goes to a fortune teller. He goes to a fortune teller to get direction and guidance for his life. Consequences, confusion, jealousy, anger, out of the will of God, lost his dream, lost his kingdom. Number four, he and his son, Jonathan, are killed in battle. He and his son, Jonathan, are killed in battle. So let me give you a few scriptures about how God works. You know, I can't know God without knowing how God works. To know God, and we're talking about that on the weekend, right? Seeking the face of God, knowing God intimately. For me to know God intimately, I have to know his character. And number two, I have to know how God works. I have to know how God works. You know, 40 years here, I've counseled a lot of people. And a lot of times when people come in to see me years ago, you know, it seemed like they always wanted to go from A to Z or A to L. They didn't want to take steps. They they wanted to go from where they were to where they wanted to be. And God doesn't operate that way. God doesn't work that way. Again, for me to know God, watch this now, and to be led by God, I have to know how God works. I have to know how God leads. When I understand how God leads, it helps me build my patience. Whoa, when I understand, like last Wednesday night, I gave you eight ways. When I understand how God works, when I understand that God's plan is better than my plan, when I understand that God has gone on before me and before you, He knows what's ahead. He knows what we should avoid, the pitfalls, the people, the situations, and the direction we should take. When I know all of that, get a revelation of that, it helps me build my patience. Look at this. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1. To everything there is a season and to every purpose under heaven. So in every season of my life, God has a purpose. What does that mean? Tonight you and I are all in some kind of a season. And the season, now catch this. This is Revelation. The season that we're in God has a purpose or a meaning or he wants us to get something out of it. What do you mean? He wants us to learn from what we're in. He wants us to learn from what we're in. We're lifelong learners at Church on the Rock. We're not an average church. He wants us to grow from what we're going through. He wants us to learn. He wants us to grow. And then he wants us to be prepared to teach others what we've learned. So in every season, I've got to cooperate with God. You see, if I don't cooperate with God tonight, if I get offended at God for what I'm going through, then I'm not going to learn what he wants me to learn. I'm not going to grow from it. I'm not going to be prepared more for the next season of my life. So God's not going to promote me. I'll be stuck in the season I'm in. I've been doing this for a long time. I've seen a lot of Christians that they're still in the same season today. They were five years ago. I, I, I see Christians that I haven't seen for years. I'll see them at Deerbergs or Snooks or this, that, and the other, and they're the same as they were five years ago. It's like we could pick right up from where we read four or five years ago. Not so with me. Not so with me. You know, if you meet me today, there's no way I was three years ago, two years ago, or one year ago. So notice that that God leads us in seasons that helps me to be patient. That God, what do you want me to learn from this season I'm in tonight? Where do you want me to grow? Uh, Where does my character need to be developed? What are the edges that need to be purged? I have to go through a purging before I go through a fruitfulness in every season. That's John chapter 15. All right? Uh, So let's look at Psalm 37. This is one of my favorite scriptures, verse 23. The steps... There we go. God, when I understand how God leads, then I'll be less getting ahead of him or behind him. God leads in seasons and God leads in steps. The steps of a good person are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Now, the Amplified says that when I rejoice in this step, God shows me the next one. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Turn to somebody and say, he's talking about you right now. Turn to somebody else and say, he's talking about you right now. In the Amplified it says, when I rejoice in this step, then God shows me the next step. I remember years ago, years ago, years ago. Everybody say years ago. I'm in the Holiday Inn here, used to be on 70, where we started our church actually. And Mike Murdoch, our guest speaker, this is back in the 80s, late 80s. And Mike Murdoch was speaking at our church and I took him out to eat after the Sunday services and I'm sitting there with him and I'm complaining. Can you, I'm sure you have never done that. But I was complaining to him because the church wasn't growing fast enough for me. You know, I'm an A type personality. I'm a dreamer, visionary, achiever, go getter. I'm obsessed with what I'm doing. So I was complaining. He just sat there, Mike Murdoch, he just sits there and listens to me, listens to me, lets me spew all this complaining and griping about why isn't the church growing and why isn't this, why that. I got done, then he looked at me, I never forgot, teaching moment. He looked at me and he said, Dave, if you're not happy where you're at, if you're not rejoicing today, then you won't be happy in your future either. Until you get happy now, God won't move you into the next season and step of your life. Whoa. That's the last thing I wanted to hear, but it was a right now word of counsel. Never forgot it. And it's biblical. God leads us in steps. You know, people want to go from here. They don't want to go through steps. They don't wanna, they don't want to, you know, pay the price they 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 want instant gratification. You know, winners pay now and play later. Losers play now and pay later. Did you hear what your pastor said? Instant gratification. Winners pay the price now so they can play in their latter years. Losers play now. And it's going to show up on their latter years, and they're going to pay for laziness, slothfulness, lack of discipline, wrong habits, wrong priorities, wrong work ethic. So notice that that we're talking about the consequences of impatience. We're talking now about uh, how how does God lead? Well, I know how God leads. I'll be less impatient. I won't be behind. I won't be ahead of him. So he leads in seasons. Y'all got that? And then he leads in steps. The steps of a good person are ordered by the Lord. And the Amplified says, when we rejoice in this step. So you know what Dave Blunt's doing tonight on this Wednesday night, even though I'm in California, but I'm with you through technology. I'm rejoicing. I am thankful. I'm grateful for you, my family, our church, our staff, our team, the ministry, 40 years, best days are ahead. Ministry's exploding. I'm rejoicing in what God has done and what he's doing right now tonight. Hallelujah. Can we have a praise break? Glory, 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 glory. All right, another one. Oh, this is worth you coming out on Wednesday night. Exodus 17, verse 1. Exodus 17, verse 1. Let's let's look at this. All the congregation of the Israelites moved on, and that's what you want to do and I want to do, keep moving forward. That's one of our power phrases, keep moving forward. God never leads us backwards. But all the congregation of the Israelites, they moved on from the wilderness of sin. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this by stages. God leads us by seasons, steps, and stages. I love that. God leads them out by stages. And again, most people want instant gratification. They want a pill that's going to get them overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time. Rome wasn't built in a day. So again, I'm pounding this in because wisdom, hakma, means to pound in through repetition. I'm giving you wisdom tonight. I'm setting you free from being impatient. I'm helping you enjoy where you're at tonight and celebrate the journey right? Enjoy the journey. God's more interested in the journey than the destination. He's more interested in who you and I are becoming than what we're going to have. Okay. Powerful statements should be on social media right there. So by stages, he leads us by stages. He leads us by steps. He leads us by seasons. I love that. All right. So the takeaways are this takeaways. Psalm 37, three we're going to read a few verses then I'm going to give you the principles okay I love this trust in the Lord and Wow whoa faith has to be trusted uh, has to be tested before it's trusted faith has to be tested before it's trusted trust in the Lord and do good what's that mean wherever you're at tonight keep doing good keep sowing seeds keep giving keep tithing be a kingdom builder. Share your faith. Serve on the dream team. Keep doing good. A lot of people, when they get impatient, this is what I've observed. When they get impatient and it takes longer, they stop doing good. Stop coming to church. Stop paying their tithe. Stop serving. Get offended. I've been around a long time. Get offended at God. Give up on their dream. Give up on their goals. Not you. Not me. We're going to keep doing good. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep my devotional time. I'm going to keep my one-year Bible. I'm going to keep tithing, giving. I'm going to keep sowing. I'm going to keep sharing. I'm going to keep preparing and doing my best. That's why I'm in California right now to learn from other preachers who've done what I haven't done so I can do what they've done and more for the kingdom of God. Okay? So I'm going to keep doing good. I just want to challenge you. Keep doing good. Keep coming to church. Give me a year of your life. Keep tithing. Keep sowing. Keep witnessing. Give God your best. Keep doing good. And you will dwell in the land and verily you will be fed. Verse four. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. What's this talking about? I found out that the more I delight myself in God, he exchanges my old desires for his desires. My old desires for his desires. In other words, instead of wanting it my way, now I want it his way. I don't want it before I'm ready for it because if I get it before I'm ready for it, I'll mess it up. I'll mess it up. Turn to somebody and say, I think he might be talking about you tonight. Come on, two people now. I think he might be talking about you tonight, okay? So delight yourself in the Lord. And he'll give you new desires, his desires. Commit your way into the Lord. That's huge. Being obsessed like I am. It's called being focused and committed. Commit your way into the Lord. Commit your way into the Lord. Take your hands off. Trust in him and he'll bring it to pass. Oh my goodness. Commit your way into the Lord. Boy, I feel the anointing right now. God's healing someone's wrist right now. I don't know what your problem is, but God's healing your wrist. Begin to do what you couldn't do right now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. A heart murmur, someone has a heart murmur right now, a heart condition, God's healing you. God's healing you right now. Can I give you a right now word, Church on the Rock, and how important you are? You know, we have an individual is coming from Connecticut and he's coming to our dream team banquet in just a week all the way from Connecticut he watches us online he's went through our classes God is for you he's on our dream team and he's in Connecticut he was thinking about suicide killing himself this is his testimony he was thinking about suicide and killing himself And he heard me say on a Sunday morning, someone's watching who's suicidal and you're thinking about killing yourself. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's the devil. He's a liar. We resist it. That was him. He said he was going to commit, he was going to kill himself until that Sunday morning and that service. See how important our TV ministry is? See how important our live streaming is? Saved his life to God be all the glory. He's driving all the way from Connecticut to be in our Dream Team Banquet god is an amazing god you are making a difference church on the rock so commit your way into the lord trust also in him and he'll bring it to pass and he will bring forth your righteousness as the light and judgment as the noonday. verse seven rest are you getting this um, it said you know trust then i heard delight i heard commit and now i hear rest wow Rest in the Lord. Do you know I have a whole series on to have God's best, you have to learn to rest. To have God's best, you have to learn to rest. Unrest robs me of God's best. Rest in the Lord and wait. Here it is, patiently. And wait, right there, patiently for God. Let's don't be like Saul. Get ahead of God be moved by our circumstances, try to help God out and then lose everything God had for us? Wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself because of others who prosper. Ooh, get your eyes off other people. Because of the man or the woman who bringeth forth wicked devices to pass. So let me give you some takeaways real quick. Y'all doing okay? Sure do love you, praying for you every day. Build your trust in God. Every day, do whatever you need to do to build your trust in God. And I think we've done that tonight. I've helped you do that. A little little secret is realize how God works. Realize how God leads. And that will help you build your trust in Him and His ways are better than our ways. Doesn't the Bible say that His thoughts are higher than our thoughts? And His ways are better than our ways. That's Isaiah 55, verse two, renew your mind daily in the word and your desires will change. Renew your mind daily in the word and your desires will change. Here's what I know. Uh, You know, I, I thought I knew it all. I'm in college and Kim and I had a dream in college of a church that was diverse, multicultural, which is Church on the Rock today. And we saw 5,000 people. We saw 5,000 people coming and going, a part of this church, not all in one service, but throughout the month, we saw this. And, and I was ready for it. I said, bless God, I'm gonna gadget. I'm ready to go make it happen. And you know what, it took three decades before that, that came to pass. I thought I was ready then, but God knew I wasn't ready then to handle the pressure to handle all you have to handle, big church, big problems. A lot of people, a lot of problems. That's just the way that it is. A lot of pressure. So I, you renew your mind daily in the Word and your desires will change. So no longer, I don't want it my way. I don't desire it my way. God, I desire it your way. Takeaways. Number three, commit your way to Him, the timing. For example, I taught you tonight, God, you lead in seasons. You lead in steps, and you lead in stages. Three words, letter S. God, I know that's how you lead. So, God, I know your ways are higher than my ways. So, God, I'm going to commit my way to you and not get ahead of you or behind you. I'm going to be led by the Spirit. And number four, rest. Learn to rest to have God's best. Just become, you know, just begin to rejoice and, and give it to God and leave it in His hands and trust and commit and delight. You know, that's so important. Learn to rest in him. Then wait patiently for him, for him. Wait patiently for him, for him, okay? You don't have your eyes on people, but have your eyes on him. And when you know his nature, you know his character, and you know his ways and how he leads, you learn to rest and wait. Number six, don't get anxious. You know, Saul got anxious. He was worried about the Philistines. He was worried about the people were scattering. Got up tight. God never leads us when we're uptight and anxious. And number seven, don't compare or complain. Don't compare yourself, that scripture said, with those that are prospering. You know, you're going to have people, I have people, you're going to have people in our life that seemingly looks like they're getting ahead of us. And you wonder, how in the world could God bless him? How in the world could God bless her? I mean, God, don't you know what I'm doing? And look what they're doing. And God, you know, they're so this and they're so that. And they're so far ahead of me. And they have this and they have that. And God, little old me, I don't have. We got we to stop that talk. I, I, I can't talk like that and be led. I can't talk like that and, and see it God's plan come to pass in my life. I don't want to compare myself. You're unique. You're uncommon. You're not normal. You're not like anybody else. So God's going to lead you and me differently. And he's going to lead us at a different pace and a different speed trust him rest in him commit to him delight in him rejoice in him well i hope i've helped you tonight it's been 29 minutes that we've got to spend together and uh, i i just pray i pray you take this and you listen to it and study it over and over again share it with somebody that you think will help them If you got anything tonight out of God's Word, can we give God a big praise, all of us? Let's give God a big praise for the Word of God. Hallelujah. Come on, let's rejoice in Jesus' name. Now, let's all pray this prayer together. We're going to pray it corporately for now and those that listen to this in the future. So pray this prayer with me. If you're here, if you're listening to this and you say, Pastor Blunt, wow, I'm out of the will of God. I've been ahead of God. i am behind God. I need God. I want God. I want God's best. I want all that you talked about. I need to surrender my life to him, not my will, but his will. Or I'm a believer, but I need to reset my life. Pray this prayer with me. Say it out loud, all of us together. Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. I repent of all my sin. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for me and that he rose again. Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and take my life and make a difference. In Jesus' name, amen. And we celebrate with heaven right now, all of us. Glory to God. Amen, 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 amen. Now, those of you that prayed that prayer and you're here locally and you don't have a church home, Come to Church on the Rock this coming Sunday, 9-11, for our Spanish service at 2 o'clock. Give me one year. Come every weekend unless you're working or on vacation. Give me a year. Come every weekend, and I believe I can help you. I believe your life will change for the better. Thank you so much. Pray for us as we're in California. We'll be back soon. Our host is coming. If you got something, give the Lord a big praise.
0: Would you like to keep growing in your faith? At Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's learning more about discovering what it means to join a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org connect, where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you are part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week, and don't forget that God is for you.